Ladies and gentlemen, this is At Home with Linda and Drew Scott. Ladies and gentlemen. That hurts. And there's a reason why I'm <laughs> introducing this week as Vin Diesel. Because... Our guest this week is starring in the new Vin Diesel movie. Yes. Bloodshot. Bloodshot. And when you star in a Vin Diesel movie, that's, the, that's like <laughs> the only impression I can do. And it probably sounds terrible, but I tried. But um, you should Vin see our faces when we're doing this. I puff out my cheeks a little bit. I'm trying to do my tough guy face, but it's not really working. But you still look so cute. I'm adorable, Vin Diesel. You are adorable. Uh, okay, I'll stop. I'll go back to a normal voice. This is At Home with Lyndon Drew Scott. We're excited to be hanging with you guys again. Mm-hmm. Welcome to our home. This has been a busy week in our home. We have 20 houses. Actually, right now we have 22 houses on the go filming between Property Brothers Forever Home and Brother versus Brother. So much. That's nothing. Easy peasy. There are two of you. Exactly. Two of us handling that. When you look at our guest this week, Lamorne Morris, he has There's only so much one on the go. Lamorne. One of him, and he has his Vin Diesel movie. You guys need to check it out. It's called Bloodshot. Amazing. Looks tough. I would like to have the ability that Vin Diesel has in the movie where he like heals right away. He what? He could have, like, he's shot. And then all of a sudden it heals up, no problem. His face is like scraped off and it heals up right away, no problem. Oh, heals. Heals. H-E-A-L-S. I thought you were talking about like H-E-E-L-S. Well, when you say, come here, Vin, come here, Vin, he heals. <laughs> no. No? I don't know. I thought maybe that was some like stunt lingo. Oh, no. But Lamont also does a British accent in mm, the Lamont. film. Lamon, and that's something we talked to him a little bit about too, because I, as an actor, before hosting- As an actor. I used to put on my resume that I could do any accent, and I was terrible at all accents. So just think about it. I mean, this is just showing how great an actor Lamorne is. Not only is he acting in the scene, and there are also these big dramatic sequences and action sequences. On top of all that, he has to remember to keep in this English accent that he's doing, which is like a hybrid of Scottish and English that he does. But that would be so difficult. I would continually break out of character in the middle of some big jolting action sequence and then I would go back to my regular voice. So. I can't do anything while I try to do an accent because I'm just like all of my energy is focused on that accent. But you're terrible at accents. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> do your Drew accent. Do your Drew accent. What am I, a valley girl? <laughs> oh my God, I'm Drew. Are you kidding me right now? Sounds uh, like true. So, <laughs> but no, on top of Bloodshot, Lamorne, it was just announced recently too that Woke on Hulu was just picked up. So his pilot is now going to be a series. Mm -hmm. And then he also just wrapped the Netflix rom-com Desperados. Desperados. So yeah, tons happening. Obviously you guys know Lamorne from New Girl as well, hanging out with our lady Zoe. And uh, I do find it fascinating when we're chatting with him about his new bond with the cat on set. Mm. And he was allergic to cats, hated cats. And then it was this cat Ferguson that turned it all around. Mm. I think that's a great name, Cat Ferguson. Like first name Cat, last name Ferguson. But whenever you say the name, you have to say the first and last name every yeah. time. Cat Ferguson. Cat Ferguson sounds like a great spy. Mm. You know what it cat could be? Ferguson. I think that there needs to be, because Lamorne doesn't have enough on his plate. He needs to do a spinoff of New Girl and it'll be called New Guy. And then he changes With his Kat name Ferguson. to Cat Ferguson. Oh, you mean him and his co-star yeah. is Cat Ferguson. Mm -hmm. Good idea. I yeah. think this is happening. We'll pitch it to Lamorne. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right, we have fan mail from first time listener, Alicia. She says, thank you for allowing your listeners to visit you at your home. I'm looking forward to more in the future. Thanks, Alicia. We love this. Continue to send us questions and comments and feedback. Let us know what you guys want to hear us talk about, topics, or who you want us to chat with. Let us know what home is to you even. What is home to you? Home is wherever family is and wherever I feel comfy enough to Dance around in my underwear. Now that I'm finished dancing in my underwear, why don't we chat with someone else who is probably dancing in their underwear right now? Lamorne Morris. Let's do it.
Okay, if ADT wasn't professional enough, now ADT installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. I mean, what are they going to do next? They're, they're going to start a country singing career. I would listen to a country band named ADT. Also, I like to know what's happening at our front door from virtually anywhere with my Google Nest doorbell. Just saying. Your Google Nest doorbell? I said our. He said my. Everybody check that. Yeah. All right. Well, I like to control my ADT smart devices like my lights, my locks. (laughs) My security system with Google Nest speakers and displays. And I like to say, hey, Google, to get started. Listen, I said ours. I'm all about ours, not mine. (laughs) Help protect what matters most with all this, plus 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help make your home smarter and safer. I can feel the love. meet first because we've we've known each other for years now but i honestly can't remember originally i think the first time we met vine was doing a christmas party it was a party for and it was a party and um i think that was the first time we had met we eyes connected across the room mm-hmm. i heard music playing softly no that was me that was you singing some celine dion exactly in the back of his throat. i only know celine dion Yes, and then <laughs> our hearts did go on. Uh, no, well, that but honestly, just shows how long ago it was. It was Vine. Vine, yeah, yeah, back in the good old days. But what I, I love too is actually, we, you know, connected pretty quickly because, you know, I think we have a similar warped sense of humor. You guys are also wearing the same thing, might I add? I did not get the black and wow. gray memo. That's true. Well, he's more put together though. Like he yeah. tucked it in and got the belt, and your jeans, I feel like, are. Clean, but the difference too is guarantee we, these are filthy. These these are these, also pretty you know, dirty. No, I, I I dirty them up to make it look like I'm doing more work than I am. <laughs> oh, okay. But also, as a Canadian, I would have been wearing a toque, not a beanie, like you are. Ah, uh, a toque. Yeah, yes. for sure. This beanie. pom pom. Whenever I don't have a haircut, yeah. I wear a toque. Wait, can I see your hair? I gotta go to these. Oh. We don't have a camera rolling right now, so it's oh. it's safe. I'm, to show. I'm hiding my hair Blind too. Snake. You ha- show a peek from the side without showing. No, it's everybody. just like really. Oh what? Oh come on. What? Like, your your hair is. Literally, like you guys less than a quarter inch. Long. You guys are a holes. No, no, it's. I don't know. I'm really weird about my hair. Like what? Like when my barber has to like, my hairline is like naturally crooked. So he always has to like straighten it, and I get really anal about it sometimes when I'm on camera. And I go, if I don't have a barber, then I just put a hat on. So do you know uh, our buddy uh, Winston Duke? Do you yeah, know I love. My guy, he's awesome. He's an awesome guy. He was showing me he has oh, this little sponge. A brush sponge. Or sponge. Yeah. He's got the little holes in it. And then when you yeah. circle it in your head, it gives you the little, little kind of cool, like, yeah. cool hair. He said if I did that to my hair, because my hair is super straight. He mm-hmm. said if I did that to my hair, I would also get the little sort of, what do you, like the... I don't believe it. I, I, I'm going to borrow wanna, it from him. We should try it. I'll try this on my post. I'm going to send one to your house. I'm going to send a sponge here. I want to do it to my beard. What if I did it to my beard and I had these like perfect little like, just quaff so circles of hair on my... You'd look homeless, dude. People would legit <laughs> question, like, they'd question you. They'd Says go, the man in the beanie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, no, I... Um, you are a man of style, though. So whenever I see you out and about, I, I, oh, I take you. it. Now, do you have someone who dresses you or it's all you? It's all me. It's nice. on me. Yeah, I actually just had these meetings yesterday with stylists trying to figure out, you know, for all these events and different, you know, promotions for films and things like that. And they're like, oh, this is my design or this is my design. And I just sit there blank, like, I don't, like, I don't know. I don't know anything about what you're talking about. <laughs> is it overwhelming or are you into it or do you, would you I'm, rather just dress yourself? I would like for someone to dress me because it makes my life a lot easier. So they would have to come to my house. I had a stylist before that, that came to my house and, you know, Paired things up. Hey, if you're ever going to wear this sweater, only wear it with these this jeans. This underwear. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't get that deep in person. <laughs> like off camera, maybe. Um, he was a great guy. No, but <laughs> like uh, um, they would put, you know, put these uniforms and these things together with these shoes and that. And then over time, I just learned how to kind of do it myself. Yeah. Um, so 
And nowadays, you can do whatever you feel. You can exactly. wear whatever you want, and nobody. Like, and that's the best style. Yeah. Well, when you look in in magazines and you see like the best dressed and the worst dressed. Yeah. If you look like at these um, sort of listings and comparisons, like a few weeks apart, mm-hmm. whatever was on the best dressed, and two weeks later will be on the worst dressed. Yes. And so in reality, it's so it's all over the place. If you're wearing something you feel good in, just. Do it. Oh, like, absolutely. But Linda loves men's fashion, so I have like a built-in stylist because she, she'll bring new outfits to me all the time. Oh, nice. I think she does it sometimes so that she can shrink it and wear it herself. I wear his clothes <laughs> all the time. Is so that a shirt? That, that probably was at one point my cowboy shirt. <laughs> and these were probably my bell-bottom jeans at one oh. point. Yeah. Okay. But they were shorts on me. It was actually, yeah, it was actually just a handkerchief that I had in my pocket and she wears my pants. Comedy, I assume comedy comes very naturally to you. I think so. Uh, I try not to force anything. Well, when I'm hanging out with my friends, I'm just testing out stuff all day. I'm just, I'm nonstop when I'm with my Your friends. Your poor friends. They're like, yeah. just stop. They're all there in pure purgatory when I'm around. <laughs> like, especially if I've been drinking. Like, if I'm, a, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm dropping new jokes on you all day, dog. And when they laugh, then I know I got a hit. Because your friends don't usually laugh at your bits. Right. You know, you know what I mean? Your friends are like, they're over it. But if they genuinely laugh, then I'm like, okay, I'll write that one down. Yeah, yeah. that one works. You know? Well, that's what we find. Like, I, I, I'm not a comedian or anything like that, but I still, you know, I like to think I'm a little funny from time to yeah. time. And in my head, I'll have a good zinger and I'll just be like, somebody set something up in a conversation and then I say it. And the first thing I always do is I look over at Linda because if I get any reaction from her, I'll know it's pretty good. And then if you have to explain it, I'm like, nah, yeah. Most of the time, our, the reaction is just like closed eyes and shaking her head. Yeah. But at least, I, as long as you entertain one person in the room yourself, you're good. 100. percent You I'm, gotta I'm enjoy. I'm really your time. easy to entertain. So. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Has there yeah, ever been a time where he told like a, a, a joke in public that you completely disapproved of? Uh, how many times a day do you need to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I won't even say what, what they are right now. <laughs> Some, Terrible. Yeah, we, uh, but I, I love comedy. I mean, that for me, I, I was wanting to be an actor before I, I got into hosting, and so I did acting classes, I did comedy classes, I did improv classes, and I think everything, sketch, everything that I did uh, was helping on the comedy side. Then I realized, well, if I really want to be more rounded as an actor, I have to start working on the dramatic side of what I do. So I actually stopped all the comedy, feeling that it was very natural, tried to get into more dramatic, because also up in Vancouver, where I was um, auditioning at the time, they weren't looking for tall, skinny white guys that were funny. <laughs> they were only looking for either like an action star or they were looking for something more dramatic and, or sci-fi. And I wasn't quite hitting that. And I sounded very Canadian back then. But, well, now, to be fair, nowadays Canadians, are, Canadians uh, uh, Brits, Aussies, Kiwis are dominating. You know, and everything's filming in Canada now. Well, it films in Canada, but the the thing we still find, if you are Canadian but you can do an American accent, Mm. it was great because Canadians would move down to L.A. to Mm. audition and try and book work, and then you end up getting booked and sent back to where you're from. Exactly. And so, um, and then they also get the tax credits, and then you can get a more principal role. Um, Mm -hmm. I just, at the time when I was auditioning, I sounded extremely Canadian. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go down out of the house and I'm going to go to the bar. Sorry about that. And they're, they're like, no, that doesn't work. It's just too niche. But now I've sort of spread my wings a little bit and I learned my American dialect ways. And Is there a rule against Canadian action stars? Is it something not powerful about the dialects? Hey, what you're we're lumberjacks. Say? That's powerful as that- an action star. I, someone gave me an axe as a gift the other day. Oh, that's weird. An axe? An axe. I just thought I'd bring that up. But anyway. Yeah. What are you going to do that. with it? I'm going to chop some wood. Where, where, or where anybody who wants to break it to my house. Yeah. There you go. Keep it under your pillow. Yeah. Nothing <laughs> bad can happen. Exactly. <laughs> well, uh, so you're thinking then the Canadian action stars, then it sounds too polite. You're not like tough enough. Yeah, like I don't think you're going to like blow my head off with like your eyes if yeah. you said... Sorry after everything. If you have, yeah. so Vin Diesel steps out and he's like, <clears throat> I'm going to be my Vin Diesel. <clears throat> Get out of my way. And then the Canadian action star comes out and says, okay, sorry about that. <laughs> so that's intimidating. That's actually a really funny, that, that, hey, now, I think, you, I think you're on to something here. With my Vin Diesel? <laughs> no, not with that. Oh. That was trash potatoes. Uh, oh, but, uh, no, that's actually see. pretty good. It's actually pretty good. It's actually pretty good. Um, but... Like you, you watch some of the anti-heroes. You know what I mean. Like some of the, the the, they're not your stereotypical superheroes. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Deadpool. I think know. Ryan Reynolds is. Ryan Reynolds. Paul Rudd. He Paul Rudd yeah. exactly. Um, Wait, he's Canadian. Well, no, but I'm just saying oh. in general. Oh. Anti-hero. You know, yeah. Yeah. and then um, 
I mean, you've got all these cool, like Shazam, you've got these really, really funny, cool superheroes that don't have to have us, like, you know, like, they have to be, you're yeah. already tall and you're already in shape. So I think, and you're, and you're a very attractive man. I think, go back to your Canadian accent. My wife is right here while you're hitting on me. Just, listen, listen, just, I don't see her. I like it. <laughs> listen, you're so gorgeous. I'm liking so this romance right that's blooming. So awkward. Can you go get us a lemonade? <laughs> what I'm saying. No. Um, but no, I, yeah, I know what you're saying. I actually like that because I think stereotypical back in the day, you're Superman or you're Batman. Everyone, yeah. they were large, they were chiseled, they were brawny. Right. You don't need to have that. They're all superheroes of all different shapes, sizes, ages. Superheroes with hearts. Yeah. Exactly. But also you look too, um, nowadays, you, how many superhero women were there back in the day? That's and true. how many do you see now? And I think that's really cool as well to see mm -hmm. whether it's Captain Marvel or you see- Wonder Woman. Um, Wonder Woman, yeah. yeah, sort of these new, uh, and there are a lot of new characters that are breaking out of these mm -hmm. universes, so. Yeah, I think it's awesome. I just saw a photo of Kumail Nanjiani uh, shredded. I saw that. I was like, what the whole fuck? Can yeah. I say fuck, sorry? Yeah, like, what, <laughs> how did he do that? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I need to see this you photo. See I don't know. I haven't seen this. Photo. Yeah. It's almost as good as my transformation, but his is pretty good. Yeah. Well, how did you get? I mean, how did you go from like the giant keg to like the slightly less big keg, but still not a six pack? Yeah. Well, I'll be honest with you, Faith. <laughs> you gotta, gotta believe in yourself. Right? Yes, yes. Uh, are you are you an active guy? Because you look like you're in pretty good shape. So is I'm recently active. I used to be like an out of shape guy. The, the, like the belly. Like I would. Wake up in the morning, I couldn't see my when I was going to pee. I had to move my belly out of the way, and I knew that we to had a problem. To make sure it was there. Yeah. yeah, that's what I knew I had a problem. So that's what everyone out there knows mm -hmm. that about you now. Yeah. I don't know if you've shared that before. No. Um, all right, that's a good measure. This is the first so what, time. So what was the, was the switch that was like, okay, that's it? I had to send out some text messages. <laughs> you seen my dick? No. Uh, uh, the switch. Friend finder. Yes, exactly. Uh, no, a buddy of mine body shamed me. What? My friend oh. Kyle, my friend Kyle Chevron, he's a dick. He, Fred, Kyle. Come on, Kyle. Come on, what are you doing? <laughs> he, um, he, he saw a photo of me online and then circled it and then texted me that picture and was like, what's that? It's just oh. my stomach. Oh, wow. <laughs> Harsh. Like, what a dick. What a dick. Oh and, and also, you know, you know, doing Bloodshot, doing this movie and being around, you know, like Vin and, and just knowing that my character might turn into some other thing, I, I decided to, to start the process of getting in shape before before they require it of me and I'm not in shape. Well, when my and, bicep is bigger than your waist, this is a, this is insane. you need to work on that. <laughs> I have practiced that for years. I do many different ones. It's actually pretty good. What, what, which other ones do you do? You know, all, I do, all I do, all I do for, no, 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 no. All I do for Vin Diesel, I took like, remember Droopy in the old cartoons? Yeah. Oh, Droopy, talk like this. And then Droopy gets a little lower. That's how I do Vin. You know what's so funny? They were look, at one point looking for like voice doubles for Vin for something. Can you tell them? I'm available. Dude, it's so spot on. To tell him, I'll send him a, a, a link to his voice. I'll take over. I can handle this. Don't worry about my shows. I'll cancel my shows. You could be Groot. I got you, Vin. You could oh, be Groot. Oh, you could be Groot. You'd be my hero. Uh, was it? Is I love it? Groot. I, Groot. Uh, I can also do Arnold God damn it, Schwarzenegger. Man, I didn't know you were here. I can do Chris, Christopher Walken. Whatever you need. I can do you. Really? No, I need to work on that. I was going to say, yeah. I was like, I don't think I'm impress impressionable yet. <laughs> I don't think anybody You're yet. impressionable. <laughs> I don't know what I, I don't know what my isms are. So, we'll figure that's it out. because, uh, voice aside, you are so multi-talented. There are so many things that you do. I've even dug in, so Zoe Deschanel, mm -hmm. you were on New Girl with her. Mm -hmm. And I asked her to give us dirt on you. And she's like, he is literally the absolute most awesome person in the world. Can't think of dirt. You're so talented at everything. It makes her look bad. Uh, but then she said, there are two things. One, you broke your wrist getting off a couch. Oh, jeez. How do you, you are out of She was the ringleader for all that. Meaning like, no one, no one knew. No one knew I was so like fragile until she made it and like an announcement. Everybody, be careful. Lamorne is very weak, which at the time I was. I didn't break. It was a couch very similar to this. Oh, I thought it was like a thirty foot couch. No, like thirty foot. So house. you were sitting no. up off the couch was, and you broke your. Yeah. So what? I'll, okay, I, I didn't break my wrist. I'll, I'll tell you what happened. There was a director who kept giving me the same note, which was to get out of the scene faster. 
And I like doing bits. And my thing is, I never like leaving the scene in speed. Because you're self-absorbed. 100%. Okay. That's why I do it. Um, Keep the camera on me. And so I was, we were doing a, a bit, and, and, and I got up, and he goes, all right, now try it faster. And I just thought to myself, in post-production, you're going to cut away anyway. You're not, we're not landing on anything where I have to be, why you have to show me exit. So the speed in which I get up doesn't make sense to me. So I did it pretty quickly, and he goes, I hate to be that guy one more time. I was like, it, it, it must have been five different times where I was just getting off the couch. So I said, all right, I'm going to be a dick now, and I'm going to fly off this couch. Problem is, when I, when I put my hand oh, down... Oh, the bend of the sofa. My oh. thumb, I, I dislocated my thumb. And, it, and you can hear it on camera, you can hear... Oh. <laughs> and I just oh. go and I go. Mm-hmm. I just got a shiver. Got a shiver from that. Yeah, that was a that, that that sucked. Well, Zoe said actually even more weird uh, than that was how you know the cast on any show starts to bond. They spend a lot of time together, but you bonded with one of the cast far more than anyone else. Which one? The cat. Oh, jeez, I hate cats. So why, why did you bond so much with the cat on set? I, I don't hate cats. I hate what they do to my body. I'm allergic to cats, yes, too. I'm, I'm getting stuffy just thinking just about thinking cats. About <laughs> yeah. Cats are they're so quick and shifty and, and, and non-trustworthy. You can't trust a cat. A cat will clean you out. You can't read a cat. <laughs> you can't. You don't know what they're thinking. You know, as soon as I you agree. leave a room, they go up on your kitchen counter. 100%. Yeah, they you can't, you can't trust them. And when you're sleeping, they steal your soul. They steal your soul. Yeah, they, that's that, why they have nine lives. And they spray yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They do all these nasty things. They got nine lives. You can't trust a thing with nine lives because <laughs> they got nothing to lose. But also, you think about this. Now, I'm not saying anyone out there who's a cat lover, there are some cats. I always say when a cat acts like a dog, if, if you have a pet that likes to cuddle and likes you to pet it, it's great. But when you have a cat, like our, one of our best friends, Marnie, she had a cat that was like a demon cat. It hated everyone. If you go near it, it would actually sometimes like seduce you to come over like you're going to pet it. And the moment you go over, claws out, fangs out, and it goes at you. Wow. I'm like, why would you have that in your yeah, house? I don't get that. Because I feel like they attack everybody. Yeah, I don't get that. You know Except for I mean? the owner. Now, this cat in particular um, was a dick, like I said before. It would, um, on a regular basis, scratch me. <gasps> and so I, you know, it would scratch me often, and I was allergic to it. So I, I requested that my character get a puppy as opposed to a cat, and they said, no, the cat's funnier. So I'm like, all right, great, we'll keep the cat. But it kept scratching me. So they put these, these tips on the cat. On his nails? On his nails. But then the cat was like not its active self, and it was in pain. Aww. And I was like, okay, let's, okay, remove the, the tips from the cat and just keep the cat at a distance, right? <laughs> but once we removed the claws, the cat was actually super nice and never scratched me again. Um, love the cat. The cat's probably more responsible for any success that I've had in my life than anything, next to my mom, that I, cat. Why, because it set up comedy in the scenes, or just? 100%, I can't go anywhere without someone asking me about that cat, Aww. Ferguson, and that gave my character something to do. Like a, it, It's like another added layer to that to the character trait of Winston. So I embraced that a lot. And I knew once there were episodes where where they would say they would mention the cat and I would go, uh, get like or they would say, Hey, we're all going out and I would go, give me a second, I uh, me and Ferguson have to take a shower. You know, like you shower with your cat, I'm like, yeah, who else is gonna wash yeah. my back? Like what are you guys talking about? <laughs> Very matter of factly, like why are you being so weird about this? Yeah. It's so normal. And yeah. I think those moments added to the character and the writers saw that and they would they'd start writing in that vein. That's true. Uh, a puppy couldn't do that. They couldn't. You know? A puppy can't scratch your back. So when you were working on a show like uh, New Girl, mm-hmm. um, it, that's sort of like a family, like you're home away from home. Yeah. So how, how was that for you, um, sort of being a part of that sort of community? Was that your first big series? It was. It was. Um, I, had, I had come from hosting uh, for BET. Um, I had, had a few shows on the network and then... Or Cartoon Network, so I was I was doing a lot of I had a, a video game, well not a video game, I had a roller coaster show. The show was called Ooh. Brain Rush, so it was like Cash Cab meets um, roller coasters. Yeah, roller coasters essentially. And, and you have to answer cool. questions while going down a roller yeah, coaster. Yeah, and I was the host of that show. Oh. So and do you like roller coasters? I absolutely hate them. What? I was broke. I needed the money. <laughs> I was like, I'll take the job. Sure, I love roller coasters. I hated them, and uh, so that was a nightmare. Um, but then afterwards, you know, a lot of commercials, you don't really develop a, a, like a family 
type of situation because you're just bouncing from gig to gig. And then being on this show, it it was my, it was my Los Angeles family. Um, my my family's back in Chicago, and I have friends out here. But you spend you you spend 14 hours a day on set. So you know, for eight months out of the year, this is my core. This is my group. We talk all the time. We text all the time. Um, we send disgusting photos to each other all the time. It's awesome. Hold on a second. What do you mean, like? What do you mean? Hmm? What do you mean? What, what do you mean? What, what kind mean? of disgusting photos? <laughs> what do you mean? What are you talking about? I just need. To, is this like you know when Snapchat first came out and we all know what Snapchat was used for originally? Absolutely. Cat photos. You just send that to your castmates? Yeah. Okay. If I'm feeling, if I'm feeling strong, you know, I want them to know. If it's a warm day. Warm day know. out there. Wind is a little. It's not so breezy. Um, <laughs> I'll, Interesting. I'll send them all photos of my butt. Yeah. I, I can tell you with my castmates, um, I've never sent Jonathan a photo of my butt. Because he knows what it looks like. He, he's got the same one. He's got the exact same one. Do you guys one. have the same one? No. In fact, Actually. I have been complimented that I have a much more chiseled buttock. Mm. So, you know, when we've been, we've been uh, you know, humbling, it was people's sexiest men alive. Uh, but I think it was Jonathan's Ooh. hair, my butt, his mm. face... You know, it was a combination of the two of us that made one you're sexy man. Of you so guys. if we put you two together, yeah. then you're We're Brad Hugh Jackman. Pitt. Oh, Hugh Jackman. Or Brad Pitt. Either of them. Yeah. Brad Jackman. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see that movie. Brad Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> I'll work on their voices. Dude, I think you're on your way. What do you like when it comes to your own your own space? You're a stylish man, but how about your pad? Oh my gosh! So um, I've bugged you numerous times for mm-hmm. your advice on things. Um, I like a mixture of I, I I love modern. So the thing is, I, I when I'm home, when I was home shopping, I, I probably four homes. They have to be brand new. Okay. Like I have this weird thing about someone having lived there before me. It, I know, this is very common. You ever think about somebody using a toilet before you? That too. So I got all the toilets. Even in the new house, I took the toilet out <laughs> because I knew crew, crew members were dropping deuces in there. Oh my God. What do you, yeah, what do you think all the electricians and plumbers, what do you think they do before they yeah. uh, so finish I get rid the of those. Yes. So I get rid of those. Um, I bought these, this, these Toto Japanese toilets in my house now. Um, wait, wait you have squatter just... toilets? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Like how that's far do you have to squat? Well, I have the little squatty. That's, you that's why you yeah. have a nice butt. Yeah. That's so every, the key to a nice butt. Oh my gosh, I gotta get a squatty potty. But for me to have one of those sort of squatting style toilets, like, that's a long way for me to go down. Yeah, you can't do that. Okay. You got a shit standing up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey, honey, I'll be right back. I gotta try this. <laughs> I'm gonna try this once. If it goes wrong, it's the worst fault. <laughs> no, but I, 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 even though I don't like, um, Older homes, I do like an older feel in the in the home. The character. Yeah. So, you know, the house I have now is a, I guess you would call it like a it's a modern Mediterranean Spanish. <laughs> it's a weird mix. Whatever all, you want to call it. It's a weird mixture, and I, and I really don't know what to call it. But um, within the house, I have a lot of personal touches to it. Um, uh, I have a lot of my like crazy past work things like memorabilia from different jobs um, different like fans make a ton of artwork so I, I make sure I put a lot of that up and around the house and you know combined with like family photos and then combined with some weird things that I've found along the way um, you ever been to the bathroom in Soho house no so the bathroom at Soho house they have this wallpaper that looks like autumn it just looks like leaves yeah. and for years when I would go there I thought wow they still have the same autumn wallpaper up. Uh, maybe they don't have the budget to change it with the seasons. Yeah. This is just in this bathroom. Most people don't change wallpaper with the seasons, but some I, do. I thought they did because it was leaves. Autumn. autumn leaves. So I thought, oh, maybe they're, when, it's, when it's winter, they'll throw some snowmen. Snowflakes. I don't know. You know, maybe it's summer. I don't know. Some, you know anyway. So I look closely at the wallpaper when I'm at the urinal. The leaves, it's all porn within the leaves. What? Porn leaves? The, the, it looks like fall, but then when you look closely at the leaf, there's some full-on penetration going on. That's amazing. Uh, so this is like... And now uh, you have this wallpaper? I had Yes, I had to find this wallpaper. It was very hard to get, and it took about four months for them to send over some rolls. And now this wallpaper is a part of my, is my pool house. Awesome. But even though my mom will probably see this, 
she won't see it when she's there because I have these curtains that I got to cover the wallpaper with. You know, you know but. when your parents come over to your house because our dad does this. You know they go everywhere. They look in every drawer when you're not around. So your mom will notice this. I know, but I know. she'll just think it's a nice autumn. Yeah, hopefully she doesn't foliage. clock it the way. You know what I mean? Because it took me a while. It took me almost. It took me a year and some change to, to notice that that's what it was. But you know how your brain works, and your brain is a byproduct of your mom's brain. And so you know, one day you're going to go over to your parents' house, and they're going to have that on the head wall of the master bedroom, <laughs> and then she's going to give you just a wink to be like, "Thanks, son." <laughs> oh God. Oh. Oh, what did you do? No, that? too much. Ah, <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm out. Thank you. Sir. Um, <laughs> wouldn't that be awkward? Have you ever had? Okay, going back to your growing up days, have you ever had an awkward? I'll, I'll preface this with: I had an awkward encounter. Oh my gosh, um, I don't. So our parents' ranch was just outside of town, like 15, 20 minutes. So. You know, we would every now and then we would have a, you know, like a girlfriend or somebody that mm. we were seeing and they would come and stay over, but our parents always made them sleep in a different room than we did. Nothing happens yes. at the ranch. And I happened to decide to, you know, go into the room there and we're just, we're making out and doing things that teenagers do or whatever. Linda's loving this story. And uh, <laughs> anyway. It's like, best time of my but, life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, get, things are getting a little busy or whatever. And uh, then all of a sudden my dad comes walking in and I thought he was going to yell because he was very clear, like nothing is ever to happen in our house. It's like sacred ground. Anyway, my dad whips the door open. It was very embarrassing. And she's like, oh, that kind of thing. And my dad just goes over and is like, you're too loud. Can you go over to the TV room and, and continue? And I'm like, what? I did not expect that, but okay. Uh, anyway, so. What's the funniest part about that story is that you weren't actually doing anything no. yet, but you were still loud. Yeah. What is yeah, that about? Well, the foreplay for me is. <laughs> I thought, is that weird that you're supposed to mouth the word mwah? I like to recite old operatic music while I make out with. Uh, anyway, any embarrassing moments that shaped well, who, the man you are today? Kind of, yeah, there was one time when uh, I had come back in town. I had moved to New York and then came back to visit. And so my gym bag, I'd always tell my mom, don't, you don't have to wash my laundry. Like she would do it all the time. She would always do my laundry. And, and I just didn't want her going in my bag because that's like where all my personal effects are. Yeah, your you flashlights and yeah, stuff. Yeah, my flashlights. I have so many flashlights. You sold um, them. What did you say? You sell them in New York. Yeah, I, well, I sell them, use them. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a frequent. And use them, then sell them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, you got to test them out first. Second hand is all the rage. This one works, trust <laughs> me. Yeah. Baby Yoda is the best one. <laughs> no, but um, I come home one day and my clothes are folded. Everything, everything that's in my bag yeah. or out of my bag, including my condoms that are neatly placed. In a row, right oh, that's there, sweet. and I and I looked at well, well, it's not because my mom is so strict when it comes to that stuff, and you could tell, she, you could tell it was awkward for her because I'm her youngest, you know what mm -hmm. I mean, and like now finally she's gone through that with everyone <sighs> because my sister has kids, you know what I mean, everyone's older, so they're clearly they're doing whatever. This is my mom's wake up call. I think I was 20 or 21. <laughs> That my son is probably out there doing things. My, my son is probably out there having the sex. The sex. It's quite possible that's what she was thinking. I don't know. But I always look back and go, Mom, you, you, know, you had kids when you were 19. How many kids do you have? My mom. My yeah. mom, four. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I have so zero. You said, oh, yeah, you meant your mom. So you basically said, Mom, I know you've had sex at least four times. So yes. <laughs> not a big deal. Yes. <laughs> Get off my back. <laughs> yeah, so that was, that was an awkward encounter. Did I, she say anything about it? Nope. Um, but she hints on stuff. My mom is one, a hinter. She'll like to, throughout the course of your life, will let, hit, drop hints that she knows. By, by hinting, do you mean passive-aggressive? 100%. Yeah. Yeah, like, say hi to your kids out there for me, which you probably have some. Probably don't. I don't know. But, but the funny oh, thing gosh. is, I see that exact same comment coming from you. Yeah. So, yeah. So now I know where you got it from. I think uh, I had an awkward. My dad tried to give Jonathan and me the birds and the bees talk mm -hmm. when we were, I think we were 17 or something like that. Mm -hmm. And we had actually had, like, in school, when we were in elementary school, so we were probably like 11 years old, we had had that, that chat like six, six, seven years earlier. And it was the most awkward thing because my dad was trying to be like, well, um, you know, I want to tell you where babies come from and, <laughs> and about um, 
when, when men and women, it was so awkward. And John and I are finally, are you talking about sex? Because we learned that like 15 years, uh, 10 years ago, or whatever it was. And my dad, you could see the relief on his face. He's like, oh, thank God I don't have to go through this. And he just, he's like, uh, want to go to McDonald's? And then he walked out. Yeah. And you're like, Dad, tell me about anal, though. Those are two words I don't want to see in the same sentence, Dad. And <laughs> ADT now professionally installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. Help protect what matters most with 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. You said that very professionally. I try. <laughs> Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help you make your home smarter and safer. <laughs> Now, what was your dynamic growing up with your siblings, and were you the funny sibling growing up? Or? I think I was. You know, my oldest brother was a boxer. Um, you know, my sister was, you know, captain of the cheerleaders. She was a popular kid in school, and my brother above me is, uh, he's two years older than me, and we live together now. He's super quiet, mm. but knows how to do everything. Like, he was physically gifted when he was a kid, like... Football, wrestling, gymnastics, he was shredded, personal trainer, all that stuff. That's his, that's what he does it, on top of computer engineering and all these different Jeez. things. Brains and, and brawn. 100%. Um, um, but me, I only, like, I, play, I either played basketball or got in trouble. It was those two things. And getting in trouble was, was purely out of talking too much. Yeah. Like I wouldn't do anything bad. I wouldn't steal anything, or you know, I wouldn't. I wasn't like a one of those kids who would get kicked out of kicked out of school. I would get kicked out of class for the period because I wouldn't shut up. So was it you trying to be like witty quips or something like that? You're... Yeah, I just well when I when I left uh, about the age of fourteen, I moved from the South Side of Chicago, which is like the hood. We lived in the hood, 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 and then we moved to the Western Burbs, where we were, me and my brother were two of maybe. 10 black kids out of a class of 2,000 people. So you, you find the humor in the differences in people. Mm. So I got a lot of mileage on being racist. Like, I got so much mileage out of that. Like and someone was like, hey, can you hand me the black pencil uh, crayon? And you'd be like, racist? 100%. I, yeah. My senior quote was, oh, I see. It's because I'm black, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> I would do it so much. And all my friends were on board. Like it got to the point where we would just have these bits, and we would do all these like me and my, and then me and some of the other black friends. And then we started roasting each other and having these like, like you so black jokes and back and forth. And we could, I don't know, it, it just turned into like a thing that I did, and it formed my sense of humor because it allowed me to see. Because all my at the school, you know, Indian, you got, you know, you got Asian, you get all kinds of like Japanese, you get every different. Aspect of, but but only a little bit. It's mm. White, and then like a little bit of everything else. And so, and because everyone was so nice and cool, you get to learn how to make fun of everybody. Yeah. And so, so you didn't. There, so there actually wasn't really much racism or prejudice in your school. No, no, no. You no, just no. had that as a. Role. Yeah, that was just like a, it was like something I was good at. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've had a few. Well, I did have a few racial encounters, but, you know, but they were like. So silly, and you could totally tell, like, oh, you heard your dad say something like yeah, that, and then yeah. you brought that to school, and it's like... And you got shut down. 100%, and now yeah. we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry about that comment, man. You're okay. <laughs> you look at the camera. This is a teachable moment. <laughs> the more we know. The more, the we, more know. we know. Yeah. Um, no, but the, the neighborhood was great. The school was great. Um, and, and they... I remember when I was a kid, I, even though I haven't seen... It's like family stuff. I had my, my father, you know, deported back when I was a kid, back to Belize. But like he, when I was, I remember being like seven and goofing around and my brother kept like punching me, telling me to shut up. Like, stop, stop making fun of me or something. And my dad goes, it's okay, he can do that because he's, he's a clown. <laughs> he literally <laughs> goes, he's the clown in the family, it's okay. And I remember growing up, I always remembered that it's okay for me to be, behave this way. And then I remember being in church, mocking the preacher all the time, goofing off. The preacher would do his bits, and then I would like 
do his bits back. <laughs> in, in his face, like in front of him? Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> so obnoxious. I, I was a kid. Like he would go, ah, and he wipes sweat off his forehead. If you turn to the text, and I would go, ah, I can't read yet. <laughs> so like that, like, you know, I would do that. My mom would pinch my legs. Stop. Oh my and then one day, I remember this uh, woman, uh, God rest her soul, like once um, comes up to me and my mom, and she's like, she's like, and I, I told her I was getting in trouble for like behave, misbehaving in church, and she goes, "It's fine, honey. Your mom was the exact same way." Oh, really? And I looked at my mom like, "What?" So here's more validation. Oh my wow. god! Dad said I was a clown. Mom is a clown, a clown too. So now, and I can see the comments you said your mom said. I can see those coming out of your mouth. So that's the third yes. validation. One hundred percent. Oh my god! What did your mom say to that? Did she try to defend it? Like, no, no, I was never. Yes, she, she tried. She tried that in the moment. But then, as I got older, I saw it. My mom used to prank phone call me when, when I'm across the hall from her. Like her door would be open, my door would be open. I'd come home to town to visit. My phone would ring. Has her name on it. I'd answer it, and she'd go, hello. <laughs> and I'd go, are you okay, Mom? Do you need water or something? And she's like, I don't even know it's me. And I'd go, uh, call her ID. And she'd go, oh. She'd hang the phone up, call back blocked. Hello. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'd go, I still know it's you. And she'd go, how? i go, because your door's open. <laughs> and you're using the same voice you just used five the seconds ago. Inside the house. It actually ruined my life as a young prankster because we, we used to, Jonathan and I were always pranking and, and doing, we weren't bad kids, but we would have fun. And we used to do this, uh, we would randomly call people because mm-hmm. before you didn't have caller ID. And we would randomly call people on our rotary phone mm-hmm. and we would pretend to be like a radio station sweepstakes. Like, you just won from KPR, <laughs> one to 30. And then we would put on the best radio announcer voice we could at like 11 or 12. So it was like, you just won. <laughs> anyway, but we would do the best we could and, and we, we would do that. And then I remember uh, one time we, were, we went in, it was like a dating, like almost like a, like a plenty of fish or something. But at yeah. the time it was, it was in the newspaper, you call in. Women could set up profiles for free, men had to pay, but there was like a, your first hour free. So we wanted to set up and we were literally like grade nine, eight or nine or something. Wait, was and this online? No, no, it was phoning. You phone, oh. you phone in, you set, up, you set up an account, you phone in. It was the good old days before, yeah. you know, uh, computers were a big thing. And uh, anyway, so we set up this account. We uh, tried to sound, we said we were a uh, 19-year-old college football pro <laughs> and uh, six foot four, 220 pounds. But at the time I was like five foot nine and 30 pounds, whatever. <laughs> anyway, trying to sound all buff. And we were like, this is hilarious. Let's see what kind of ladies are gonna call us and, and try to connect. Cause then you would call and you would hit one to like, it's almost like, what oh do you, you bump them or you like them? Oh, wow. It's, just like swipe it. It's almost yeah, like a swipe. Like it was the old school swipe. But you leave. Anyway, and then you can leave a message for each other. Mm-hmm. And so the first message we got, we were, this was actually, we were at our, our aunt's house. We were down in the basement doing this. The first message we got was our cousin. No. She left a message from upstairs and she's like, oh, oh, hi, um, I like your profile. You play football, oh, wow. Um, yeah, let's, let's talk. And we were like, delete account. That Did she know it was you? No, she had no idea. That is so But we recognized her voice, and then we're like, oh my God, how is it that our cousin, she's upstairs in her room, and she's and oh, so we're like, we're done. That's <laughs> so, yeah, so, pranking, yeah, so I was like your mom. I, I used to prank things before Caller ID came around, that ruined my life. Oh, 100%. I used to call, um, I used to call like Walgreens and stuff like that, and go, hey, can I speak to Roach? And he would go, well, there's, there's no Roach work here. And they go, all them damn roaches in there and I can't speak to one. <laughs> you know, I would do stuff like that on a regular basis. And you didn't have your friends or your siblings with you, you're just in a room alone doing this. 100%. Just, just sometimes what me and my friends would do, we would call each other on three-way yeah. and then make prank phone calls. And one of us would have to call oh, the pharmacy or like a grocery store, or like a pizza place. We would do like jerky boy style stuff. Are you familiar with the Jerky Boys? No. no. Oh, guys, do yourselves a favor. Look up the Jerky Boys. Okay. The, the OG pranksters. Phone pranksters. Jerky Boys. Jerky Boys. Yeah, it's Jerky like, Boys. Yeah, Jerky Boys. It's like crank anchors Dream in a way. Dream calling was so much fun. Oh, 100%. It's, we don't do it enough. It's not as special anymore because you, you can get 10 people on a conference line. Yeah. You guys want to, we should actually do this after the podcast. You guys want to do a three-way? Yeah, I'll go upstairs. Call? And stay down here. Oh, call. Okay. what's been your most embarrassing project and what's been your most exciting project over the years I got to do some cool stuff I got to fly to Budapest once to shoot a commercial um, where there was a bat in my hotel room so that was exciting Um, and and then I (laughs) wait was that a part of the gig or no so you just roomed with a bat I got to my hotel room um, and I'm in my room and I'm eating a cheeseburger watching 
commercial porn because in Budapest, all the commercials are just porn. Not Selling sure you, juice boxes. 100%. No, I'm, I'm being <laughs> serious. Like everyone's naked on, like I'm talking fully naked in every commercial break. There's like a, there's like a home goods commercial. There's like a bank commercial. But then there's like a commercial like selling sex, and then there's like another, <laughs> you know, like every commercial break there's nudity. And so I'm sitting there enjoying it. I'm eating my cheeseburger and, and out of my peripheral I can see my, uh, the curtains in the hotel room like ruffling. And I thought, oh, maybe the heat just turned on or the air conditioning, I don't know what's going on. But then I, I see little ears. Oh come from my the top gosh. and it just starts flying around my room knocking stuff over. I'm talking, it flew into the TV, fell, got Ew. up. Uh, came towards the bed. I jumped off the bed. It hit. It ran into my <laughs> plate, knocked my burger everywhere, flew into the bathroom. So the bathroom. Yeah, the bathroom. Yeah. So I I called downstairs. <laughs> I called downstairs, and they're laughing at me. And I'm like, no, there's a real bat in here. They're like, okay, it'll be up. I get. They get upstairs. There's two guys. They're looking for the bat, and I go, it's in the bathroom. They open the door, and start freaking out. Oh. They close the door. There's a bat. I was like, that's, that's what I was I telling you. And so they get a garbage can and a menu and they capture it. And then they open the window and they let it out. But uh, yeah, so that was, they had no other rooms available. So I had to stay. That was an upgrade. You realized yeah. that production that paid more for that room. For exactly. You. So that was one of the worst and exciting experiences. So you were there shooting a commercial. Shooting a Microsoft commercial. Um, and then... It, new girl obviously is, is super exciting just because it's like your your life for seven years and it's a fun life for seven years and it kind of kickstarts your career in a way where you know things as an actor you audition and you audition and you audition and you try your best just to get a job. It's easier when you're on a television series yeah. because you're you're essentially auditioning every week Tuesdays at nine. So hopefully, if people are watching, it makes it easier for you to get another job. Um, I would say. Barbershop was one of my favorites because the cast, would, they're all people that I grew up like idolizing in a way. Mm-hmm. Like Ice Cube, Sedge the Entertainer, you know, JB Smoove, uh, Common. So it was, it was such a fun experience because everyone, you know, in their fields were like legends or iconic. Mm-hmm. So I was just learning and, you know, sitting back and, you know, Malcolm Lee's an iconic director. So I was just like kind of soaking it all in. And just trying to have fun during that process. So that was a pretty cool uh, experience. That would be amazing. I had a, one of my worst experiences. I ha- I did this. <laughs> I, I usually have fun on all these movies and stuff like that. There was one project that I did that wasn't. It was it was it was something that you do call an industrial video. Now an industrial video is is it's usually in house stuff. You know, if you work at Walmart, I've, I've done some from Walmart where you're teaching people about the safety hazards oh, okay. at Walmart. Yeah, we've okay. done some. So this one in particular was for healthy eating for kids. They would play it in school. It was called Eat Smart. And I remember they dressed me up in the weirdest thing. And I, and I was so upset because I didn't like what I was wearing. I had to learn how to play the guitar. I remember sitting there and there's a green screen and I'm sitting on this white thing that looks like a, a cloud. And... Already, I'm like, oh, I just royally screwed myself with this job. Like, this is this is so embarrassing for me. And I remember just kind of doing it like this. I'm the leader of this band. And I remember the director going off camera, smile, smile. And I was like, all right. Now, I used to be so insecure about my teeth. I have gaps in my teeth. And I was always like, I don't want to smile. And I remember at, <laughs> out of, she asked me three times to smile. And she whispered it. And all of a sudden, this cute old lady turned into a demon. All of a sudden she goes, smile! Ramon, let's see those teeth! (laughs) Smile! I was like... It was was more of a scared look than a smile. (laughs) I went and I went to, I went back to the dressing room and started crying immediately. I was like... How old were you? I was probably 18, 17, 18. Oh, okay, so this 18. wasn't your first gig after New Girl. No, 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 no. <laughs> That'd be amazing if it were. Smile! Why did I see your teeth? Why did I see those pearly whites? Oh, God, I was so mad. So um, you love basketball. You said that's one of the big things for you. Yeah. Did you ever get to play... Like on, on New Girl, no. you, what you had like you just came from playing basketball in Latvia or in whatever? In Latvia, yeah. So was that your only like playing an athlete? 
Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, a little bit. Well, I did something recently. Me and some friends made this video for LeBron's company um, for Uninterrupted um, called The Crossover, the, the tale of Larry Moses Bryant. Now, it's about a kid, it's about a guy who's LeBron's age, but when they were 14, he claims he crossed over LeBron and they buried the footage. And now here he is 20 years later still basking in all this glory in Akron, Ohio. I just want to explain man. to Linda, she has no idea what you're talking about when you say he crossed over. So what that means is dribbling in front of LeBron and then you have this killer fast crossover move and you dribble across the body and you fake out your defender and you go to the hoop, right? So yeah. like a crossover. Okay. <laughs> oh. Oh. She said, I know what a crossover is. I was trying to mansplain right there, I guess. But, uh, Anyway, okay. <laughs> yeah, so the videos, you can, you can find it on YouTube. It's like a short film we made. Yeah, look it up. It's, it's, it's one of my favorite things that I've ever done. Just because, you know, you're working with and for, you know, somebody like LeBron yeah. James, which is awesome. But also, because I got to play basketball for three straight days, and me and my friends wrote it. So it was Are like, you, it's easy. That's fun. Yeah, Are working you actually, with friends is just the best. Yeah. Well, that's why with what we do, you know, a lot of our crew, we've been friends for so long. We've been working together 10 years. It's, yeah. it's amazing. Linda and myself being able to work together is amazing. Do you have game? Yeah, I'm one of the best basketball players in the world. In the world. You said that about ping pong. Yeah, well, I was lying I mean, about ping pong. Just because you fake played for Latvia doesn't mean you're awesome. Have you played in the Celebrity All-Star Game? No, I was trying you to play should. this year. Oh, I guess that makes me the best in the world because I've done that three times. You played because you're more famous than me. Oh. No. That's why. <laughs> more infamous than you. God. But then, if you play, have you won MVP yet? No, I didn't win MVP. So what are you doing, man? I know, you know, I'm a team player. What are you doing? Dad? I like to play it out. I like to give the ball. LeBron's a team player. Magic Johnson was a team player. They, Listen. Yeah. I, they passed the I ball. I goaltended Kevin Hart. That's all I needed. I blocked. Well, that's not hard to do. <laughs> I can goaltend Kevin. I, like, I, I, I blocked Justin Bieber. I was. They, they said I was the first celebrity to hit a three-pointer in the All-Star Games when I played because a lot of it have hit far shots but not a three-pointer. Really? So my first game, and I'm not a three-point shooter, and, but I, my first game, I remember when I was, when it went out the first time, I'm a hardcore basketball guy and I mm. played some college, off-season college back in the day because I injured myself. Mm. And anyway, so I was gonna, I had this opportunity to play, and at the time we were filming up in Vancouver, mm -hmm. and um, so I actually went to um, Simon Fraser University, mm -hmm. uh, which is one of the big universities out there, and I actually said to the coach of the basketball team, I'm like, hey, I, um, I'm gonna be playing the NBA All-Star Celebrity Game, I haven't played in years, can mm -hmm. I just run with your team a little bit and get a good workout? So they actually, for a couple of practices, they let me just run with them, they were kicking my ass. Of course. <laughs> but anyway, and the one thing he said to me is, I just wanna to say to you, the, the NBA three-pointer, depending where you are, it's several feet further out than the regular college line. Mm -hmm. He's like, don't even try to shoot it. You're gonna want to throw it up, just don't even try. He's like, just go to your comfort zone, like uh, at the mm -hmm. point outside the foul line. Anyway, first thing I did when I got out there on the on the, the game, shot I shot a three-pointer, hit it. <laughs> and then when I got it out to the court again, or up to the line again, I shot shot again, hit a second, so I hit two. And right there, I'm like, I bet you that coach is watching right now, and he's like, <laughs> That's why I didn't get you on my team. You never listened to me. Yeah, it was fun, but I'm out of shape compared. I used to have a 43 inch vertical. Shut up. I used to have a 43 inch. Is this real? Yeah, for real. Yeah, oh, this is before I knew Linda. Oh, yeah. Back of course, in my, conveniently. Yes. Back when I played ball, I had a bigger jump than most um, NBA players. I could yeah. touch my head on a 10 foot rim, but now I have like a 4.3 inch vertical. <laughs> and so I, I was in that game playing. I was like all ready to go up. In the warm up, I was doing some dunks. And then in, you know. Wait, yes, in the celebrity game, in, in the warm up, you were doing Yeah, that. the celebrity in the warm up. Because I was on fire, I was on adrenaline rush. But at my age, <laughs> uh, that slows down fast. So as soon as we got into the game, I was one, once up and down the court, my legs felt like lead weight and I could barely oh. get off the ground. So I was doing like the, the old man layups where oh. I, I don't even get off the ground. Oh, 100%. Yeah. The big butt back him down. You do, <laughs> you do well. It'd be, it'd, be, it'd be fun. I mean, everyone's just out there to have fun. And, right. Oh, and yeah. Run, yeah. I mean, have you seen my, my Instagram? I put some of my basketball uh, accomplishments up there every once in a while. It's cute. Yeah. It's real cute. It's, it's awesome. Cute is awesome. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Cute. Yeah, it's <laughs> honestly, based off my physical appearance, yeah, cute would be something you would describe. Uh, <laughs> When I'm out there, though, it's aggressive. Kill it. It's pure aggression. I haven't actually seen these, so I want to actually see this post. Linda knows, like, I'm the most competitive person on the planet. Mm -hmm. I've already challenged you to table tennis. Um, I've now challenged you to basketball. basketball. We'll, we'll play basketball for sure. Yeah. Um, what are you filming up in Vancouver? 
my new series. It's called Woke for Hulu. Um, it's about a cartoonist named Keith Knight, based on a real guy. Um, and his cartoons would, would originally had this very, um, you would call politically ambiguous tone, meaning they're just cookie-cutter, family-friendly plane, until one day something happens to him uh, involving the police, and his, his political tone becomes strong, where he, he then takes on a voice of the people, if you will. Um, and if you look at his comics now, they're vi- the satire is very strong, very funny, um, but in the show... In the show, the thing about this character is that he goes from being this kind of what people call whitewashed black dude who doesn't speak on the issues going on in San Francisco. He then goes from that uh, to being guided through his life by cartoons and inanimate objects, giving him advice. So where I would be walking down a street and the trash can would start talking to me, played by Cedric the Entertainer. <laughs> or this marker that I use that only draws racist shit is played by Cat Williams, and I can't stop him. And that was inspired by your co- your high school days. Yes, <laughs> yeah, your, yeah. it's actually inspired by the real guy, the real guy Keith wow. Knight, who's uh, one of the he's the creator of the show and one of the writers on the show, and uh, an awesome dude. And his life story is 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 amazing. Um, and the cast on this show is amazing. We've got Blake Anderson from Workaholics. We got a dope comedian named T Murph on the show. Um, we got Sam Richardson, Tony Hale. Uh, Nicole Byers, Eddie Griffin, Cedric the Entertainer, Cat Williams. Um, the show is awesome, um, and and every episode is cool because there there'll be new characters coming in to play yeah. some of these voices for the things that my character sees. Um, so yeah, that's that's so. Work. And, and the, I mean, you've been crazy busy mm-hmm. um, over this past year as well. So you have. Woke, you're shooting for Hulu up in Vancouver. Yep. You have Desperados, which is for Netflix. Yep, yep. And that's reuniting with your, your old yeah. flame from New Girl. Yeah, with Nassim Pedrad, uh, who's so funny in this movie, by the way. The entire cast is absolutely hysterical. Um, so I can't wait for that one to come out. And I'm assuming this is your, the, like the sequel to Antonio Banderas from Desperado. 100%, 100%. Yeah. I'm a, a Spanish sex symbol. Yeah, you guys look like you could be brothers. Thank you for saying so, yeah. that means a lot. Do you carry a guitar case around with a gun in it? All the time. Okay, I thought so. Just no, the guitar it, case. No, I have a guitar case, but I carry an axe in it. Uh, that's right. right. That's what the axe is for. Yeah, exactly. And then on top of that, you have. I mean, so you're hitting. You're hitting series. You're hitting movies. You have mm. feature film as well. You have mm. Bloodshot with Vin Diesel. Yep. What is that? I mean, do you have a lot of interaction with him in the film? Uh, All my interaction is with Vin in the movie. So I play like a a British scientist weirdo guy in the film. So so you play yourself, except for with a British accent. I'm not. I'm norm. I am British. Um, I only do American. Uh, just to stay in rhythm with my American dialect, but born and raised in London. Let's hear this. Um, what do you mean? I want to hear the bullshit accent. Give it <laughs> to me. Let's hear it. Let me hear this, and I will mock <laughs> you. I, the I am British, out. and I do the worst British accent. I do the worst Scottish accent. You, let's hear yours. <laughs> right. Well, oh, I'll start with. <laughs> but the problem good. with me is when I do it, I mix it up, and then I'll start mm-hmm. like Scottish, and so I'll be talking like this. Which is kind of Scottish, yeah. But then I'll kind of try to go. I, I work into an Irish, and then all of a sudden, kind of Jamaican like queen. Oh, okay. yeah. So I never know. I put on my resume. I do all these accents. And I was terrible. Yeah. Well, mine's a bit weird, now, isn't it? It's more like um, like East London or something like that. I don't know. You even got the something. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I I do that in the film. That's great. Yeah. Very well. Yeah. You know, it's it's cool in the movie because I get like all these dialect coaches and stuff like that. But sometimes when you're you're doing a scene and you start improvising and you look over at the dialect coach and they're like, the hell is yeah. that? Yeah. Like, that's not, stick to the script. Okay. Not my oh, that's not a word y'all say. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's rewind. But yeah. that's what. Uh, oh, what's his um, Ocean's Eleven? What's the? Oh, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. So when Don Cheadle's doing his um, accent on on Ocean's Eleven, mm-hmm. and he just starts start saying, "Oh, you pulled the Barney," or he's yeah. just making up all. This, that's what I would do if I was doing that accent. I just throw in random words that nobody knows. Oh yeah. Uh, and be like, "Oh, the potato pop." <laughs> and then people are like, "Oh, well, we can't argue that because we don't know what that is. It must be a British thing." Oh yeah, I do stuff like that. I tried to do some of that in the in the in the in the movie a little bit, um, but based off of so in New Girl we had a um, one of the cameramen was was British and so he used to always like whisper these words in my ear because I always wanted to just learn it and so when I would do the I would say stuff like well, you don't have a Scooby do you? And you're like what the fuck is he talking about? I'm like a clue. 
It don't got a clue. Oh That's what me. That is Don Cheadle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then one, one person pulled me to the side and was like, you don't want to do Don Cheadle. They did say that to you? <laughs> yeah, they were like, <laughs> they were apparently, he, I thought his accent was great, but people were saying it wasn't that great. Which oh. I can't I, tell the difference. I can't. I thought he was, Don Cheadle's one of the greatest actors of all time. Yeah. So yeah. I was like studying Don Cheadle. They were like, don't do I was it. Like, you like, just say to them, if it's good enough for Don Cheadle, it's good enough for me. For the world. Damn, he's in a whole franchise. Oh my God, that's funny. I, um... Linda, do your best accent. Lamont. 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 Congrats on all your success. Oi! Thank you. <laughs> Can we Thank shake? You. Thank you. Can we shake? Are you having Congrats <laughs> on all that sh- that success. I've been shitting here all day, wondering. That was my. I'm shifting into Sean Connery now. Oh. I've been shitting on this couch all day, watching your programs. That's pretty good. That's great. That's pretty good. Now you yeah. sound like your See, dad. Well, because yeah. the thing yeah. is, you do impressions, you can do dialects. You gotta get back into acting, man. One day, so I've been pitched. What are y'all doing? I've been pitched over the years quite, quite a few things, which is kind of funny for me that a home renovation and design show has opened up doors for what my original passion was as an actor and director. Mm-hmm. It's just that our schedule is so busy I don't take on much. I did a Hallmark Christmas movie a mm. few years back, and it was the highest rated Hallmark movie of the year. <laughs> but when you do a, one of those movies, it is now going to air a thousand times every year for the I rest know. of your life. I did one, you did I, and I'm tired of seeing it. What's, what's, what's it called? Dear Secret Santa. Dear Secret Santa. Were you Secret Santa? I don't want to spoil it, but yeah. Yeah, because we have to watch tonight. Me and Tatiana Ali. When did it come out? Uh, Oh, God. This came out in 2011 or 2012, but it plays every... 2012, maybe? Yeah. It plays every single year. I I know when they switch to their Christmas programming, Mm -hmm. um, because right away on social media, I'll have 100 messages from fans that are saying, Wait! Is that you in the Hallmark Christmas movie? Yeah. And the funny thing is that we get asked to do a lot of um, cameo uh, mm-hmm. work, and it's fun here and there. Like, I would love to cameo on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, because they've, oh, yeah. they've mentioned us like two dozen times. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I want to dig into a character. I love comedy. I love dramatic. And so maybe one day, this is what we'll do. We'll write... We'll write something together. It's already been written. So in the stars. One day I'll come back into it. We, I have my first feature film I want to direct um, within the coming two years. Oh, very nice. This is uh, a script that my dad actually wrote back in the 60s and 70s as a cowboy. And wow. he used to be in the, in the industry before I was born. And so to sort of live on one of his dreams to see that come to fruition is exciting for me. Oh, that's so. awesome, man. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. You should do it. On that note. It's just It just got real. Let's take all our clothes off. <laughs> Wait, are we in Budapest? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's make a Budapest commercial. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much. That, that was fun. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I appreciate it. We covered a lot of territory with Lamorne, but mm-hmm. one thing that stood out to me was the talk about body shaming by his buddy. Mm-hmm. Not cool, buddy. Not cool, buddy. Body Buddy, buddy. Body, that was more body lame than body shame. Be more of a buddy and don't focus on body. No. I, well, I think the whole thing there is, I think if you're trying to help somebody, don't just try to embarrass them about how they look. Maybe try to encourage them into healthier habits or, yeah. or whatnot. Offer to be their gym buddy or keep each other keep each other accountable you yeah. know, so you can do it together. And, and I think, I'm sure his friend didn't mean to body shame him, but I think- you know, as friends, we have to realize that sometimes we might get too comfortable and say things that are actually hurtful. So I, I don't, I'm sure it was not mean spirited, but. But also too, I mean, if you really think about it, it's maybe better for us to focus on trying to encourage each other with how we feel and not focus on how we look. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Lamorne said he lost 30 pounds for bloodshot, which is, that's pretty impressive for a film to, to, get himself into shape for what he wanted to look like for in the film. But when you, I've, I've had that too, or when I was on Dancing with the Stars, I lost 34 pounds. You know, I was exhausted from the amount of training that I was doing, but in reality, I did feel a lot better in the sense that I had more cardiovascular capability. Um, I was leaner. I was, I was more flexible. So, mm-hmm. But I, I remember when you were in it that a lot of people would comment like, oh my God, you're so skinny. And and you would get very frustrated at people making that comment repeatedly. Yeah. Um, because it's not, it was not your goal to be skinny. No. And like you felt good and you were learning how to dance. And as a side effect of that, you lost weight. The thing with me, like I have a very slim sort of a 
jawline and neck. And so for me, even before, when I used to have more muscle mass on me, I was actually quite ch- chiseled and I, I was in great shape. But with when I had a dress shirt on, I looked thinner in the neck and then people would always be like, oh, you're way too skinny. You need to put on some weight. And it drove me nuts. And I hated it when people said that because one, I felt good about myself. I was feeling really good. And others are just putting, they're projecting something onto me from how they feel. And I didn't like that. So there you go. Don't just go and say to somebody, you look skinny or you're looking chubby or whatever it might be. How about just let people feel how they want to feel or encourage them. If somebody says they want to lose some weight or they want to add some muscle or they want to lean out, then just encourage them in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, what was it you were going to order for dinner, Linda? Oh. Pizza. I'm hungry now. <laughs> I'm, I'm always hungry. I'm always hungry too. It means we're working hard. It's been fun hanging out with you guys. Thanks for chatting and thanks for coming over. We have uh, some great guests coming mm-hmm. up as well. We have Colton Underwood. Colton Underwood, the romantic bachelor. Actually, I would say he's probably my favorite bachelor of all time. Oh yeah, you watch you watch all the bachelors? No, I just get all the news from you guys. <laughs> uh, but from also, me? well, from, from, from your April. sister, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but also, Jesse Ferguson coming up. We're going to be chatting with Jonathan and Zoe Deschanel, mm-hmm. JD and Annalie, and mom, mom and dad. dad. So we look forward to having you guys over again in the coming weeks. Remember, send us your feedback. Email us. Feedback at athomepodcast.net. Or message us on Instagram at at home. Brandon Angelino, our podcast producer, thank you for all that you do. And thank you for entertaining us with your crunches. This is like a workout podcast with all the exercise you do behind the mics. <laughs> and also thank you to Annalie Bell, our amazing researcher. And our song Feels Like Home. That's by Chad Carlson and Victoria Shaw. And thank you to Drewbert Scott. Oh, me. Oh, no, no, no. Drewbert. Oh, yeah. He's a cool guy. Yeah, he's amazing. I love him. Oh, yeah. He's pretty awesome. <laughs> I'll tell him you said hi. And thank you to you, my lovely wife, my other half, my better half. I'll see you next week. I'll, I mean, I'll see you right now, but we'll see you guys, listeners, next week. No, I'm actually heading out. Oh, I'll be back <laughs> next week. Love you. Love you. ADT now professionally installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT is awesome and believes that the smarter the home, the safer the security. I can't wait to see what they do next. They're going to put Google Nest doorbells on the moon. (laughs) Actually, I'd like to know what's happening at our front door from virtually anywhere with our Google Nest doorbell. I do love how when we're out at dinner, we can see exactly what's going on at the front door. And we can control our ADT smart devices like... Lights, locks, the security system with Google Nest speakers and displays. Mm -hmm. All you have to say is, hey, Google, to get started. Well, I think it's great for people to help protect what matters most with all of this. Plus, 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help make your home smarter and safer. Hey, Google.